Hello, Aspies, and welcome to Inside the Asperger Studios. Today, I'm joined with Anais from Florida. Welcome to the show, Yay. Anais. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Not a problem. We were just discussing before we hit the record button here. We were talking about how we've dealt with our ADHD and just shared a couple of things here. Let me first ask, when were you diagnosed? Um, so I'm, I just turned 35. <laughs> I was diagnosed three years ago. Wow. Um, and But I had suspected like that I had it for a long time but you know I typical I procrastinate like actually going to get diagnosed so I finally did it and it felt like such a relief because I felt like it explained a lot of you know just my life just a lot of my behaviors it kind of explained it a lot and instead of feeling bad about like why do these things now? I just felt a little bit better because I understood why. And then once I understood why I could kind of work with myself better. And actually that's not very, that's pretty common in terms of like ADHD and adult ADHD and like women, like usually we're diagnosed later because our symptoms mm -hmm. differ from like from men a lot of times. So um, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of us get diagnosed later. Yeah. What do you, um, what is your feeling about when you hear people tell you, oh, yeah, you can't have ADHD in your adult life. There is no such thing. Uh, I don't I don't like it. It's kind of yeah, it's ignorant, but I just I don't know. I try to just kind of. Uh, I kind of I'll, I'll usually like change the subject just because like in my experience, I found that you can't even convince people like I can show them all these articles, you know, research and everything. And they just will stay stuck to whatever they believe. So I usually just like, I haven't had too many people say that to me in, to my face, but I'll see people maybe posting on Facebook about it. And I kind of just scroll by it because in my experience, like it's kind of a, a waste of my energy. Um, Cause I, you know, I'm an introvert too. So it's just like, I, I don't want to use up my energy on things that like are kind of pointless. So, so I found that in my experience, just like it's, they're already stuck in that um, belief. So it's kind of wasting my time to try to convince them. And then especially on social media, like other people join in, it's just a fight. And I'm like, I'd rather be doing something else than like arguing with people. But like, if somebody was open about maybe learning about it, if they came kind of from that place where it's like, Oh, I don't understand. I would like to learn more Then yes. I would be more willing to like talk to them and explain things to them. But most of them come from this place of like, this is how it is. Like you can't convince me. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's that that's the same feeling we get when you're on the spectrum is people mm -hmm. look at you and say, oh, you don't happen to have you don't have autism. You don't act like it. You don't look like it. And we feel mm -hmm. like we're in their mind. They're thinking there is no look and mm -hmm. you can't. And autism is something that's a mental disorder. It's something you don't see in the outside. Yeah. And it's the same thing and with ADHD. It's definitely very, very frustrating that people think that like you have to look a certain way. Like, uh, I mean, I, I deal with like depression and anxiety as well. So, and I go to therapies and it's just mm -hmm. like, it, it's, it's, it definitely feels very invalidating when people are like, oh, well, you don't look like you have this thing. It's like, <laughs> like 
why are you denying people like their experience? Like, you know, you're not them. You don't, you know, just because they might not. Yeah. You don't know everything about their lives. So you can't just assume things about them. It's definitely very frustrating. Yeah. Did you know you had ADHD before being diagnosed? I mean, did you have some kind of inkling in your head? Like something's not right. I try to, I'm trying to tackle so much, but I can't get it done. Yeah, I definitely, um, I, I mean, I couldn't self-diagnose myself, but I just thought maybe I did. That's why I did want to get diagnosed because I would read about it. And then I, um, you know, I would look at like the symptoms, like checklist and things like that. And I was like, okay, like they, you know, it said that, you know, I probably, you know, there's a good chance I have. And then I would read specifically about uh, adult women with ADHD mm-hmm. and, I felt so like I could relate to a lot of the things in those articles. I was like, Oh my gosh. And that that's when I was like, okay, I probably have it. And I ha- I want to go, I want to know like for sure. Um, so after, yeah, after reading those articles more about, cause when I would read about, especially like younger boys, that's when I w- was like, maybe I don't have it. Cause I'm not like jumping around like crazy. Like I have the f- urge to do that. <laughs> the like moving my feet and like kind of like being kind of antsy and stuff but like I was also shy at the same time so but then when I realized and I learned read more and how like oh the symptoms in like women or girls are different than boys and I was like oh okay that makes more sense and yeah after just reading about like how adult women uh like their symptoms I thought then yeah I probably might have it do you know what symptoms of ADHD you do have? I mean, there are like two categories of different things. Are you, have you looked at the list of the two and tried to figure out what symptoms you have and what symptoms you don't have? Oh, I wish I had a, like a list that would probably help me because I'm, <laughs> I'm very bad at like recalling things like off the top I mean, of my head. But I know like the kind of just like the antsy feeling, like I remember like, you know, like not being able to like sit still. Like I remember in in school, like the, I need to like, it, you know, if I can't get up, I want to be able to at least move my feet, move my arms, like something. <laughs> and I remember I had a teacher who was like, you can't even like turn your head. You have to look straight. Like he, he was like from a military background. Oh, and God. then when he said that, I like wanted to cry. Cause I'm like, I cannot sit still. And like people would always grab my hands when I'm like talking or moving or yeah. I was like, can you like not move your hands when you talk and I'm like that's how I talk or you know they would like grab my leg like you're moving your leg you can't like can you stop and I'm just like I didn't even notice I would do that and at work um you know when I was older like I couldn't really sit still to like take breaks when when our boss would be like okay you guys have a break you can just sit still and chill and I'd be like get up like getting up and like doing some stuff just finding something to do because I couldn't just like sit still and they're like and it's just say it's okay and I'm like no <laughs> I need to do something um I just like I I can't stop and um you know definitely the whole like you know starting projects and not being able to like finish them I like yeah I do so much um ever since I was little like I just you know like even now still you know I do podcasts I act I direct I you know <laughs> I make content for YouTube. I can't just do like one thing. I play music as well. I'm learning languages. <laughs> I'm not just learning one language. I'm doing two because I have to oh, go wow. back and forth. I can't just do like so, one. So basically um, you have one of the biggest, from what I've read, you have one of the biggest ones 
the symptoms, which is always on the go, which means mm-hmm. you always have to be moving, always have to be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, like I always have, my brain is like really busy all the time. Like, like I kind of describe it to people as like, I might be doing one, you might see me doing one thing, but in my head, I'm thinking about like 20 other things that have nothing to do with the thing I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how it feels like people might see me and be like, oh, yeah, she's just focusing on that. She's doing that job. But it's like, yeah, if you looked at my brain, I'm probably thinking about like 20 other things that have nothing to do with what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, well, you know, I kind of want to mm. look up this song now or hmm, what should I have for dinner tomorrow? It's just like so many things. And I, I definitely have like the million tabs like on my computer right now on my phone. <laughs> like um, yeah. people like hate like I can't I get embarrassed when people look at my desktop or my phone because it's like oh no you're gonna see all the tabs <laughs> I'm sorry so yeah well, one of the therapists that I'm gonna have on the show who's an ADHD specialist um a doctor mm-hmm. Ned Hallowell has called his way of putting it is he's like you have a Ferrari engine with bicycle brakes oh that's a good good way to put it yeah yeah <laughs> Because you're always on the go and you're always thinking of a million good things. And he says, he, I mean, I was listening to him talk with another YouTuber who does a specialty on ADHD. And he's like, he can never sit still unless he's writing another book. And he's constantly mm-hmm. writing books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, it's, it's caused me like some, some problems in relationships too. Cause like my, you know, I'd, I'd be living with, you know, boyfriend they're like, Oh, let's just sit and watch a movie. But like, for me, when I watch a movie or anything, I have to do something while I'm watching it. <laughs> like I can't sit still and just be like this. I'll usually be like, I'll, I might sew something. I might be coloring <laughs> while watching the movie. And they're like, why can't you just like sit and watch the movie? And it's like, no, I have to be doing something while watching it. So yeah. Well, that sounds like me. I mean, when I sit, me and my mother sit down to watch TV, I will always have to have my phone with me. I'm either checking Mm -hmm. Facebook, talking with my friend, or just scrolling around, looking around. I can't like focus, focus, because my mind's like a million different places trying to think of things. I'm constantly, and it drives me nuts, nuts, especially with sleep. Mm, yeah. And that's the question I want to get to you about is how do you handle sleep? Um, well, usually like I wake up, I'm an early bird um, just because I know I work better with like the sunlight and everything. I, I, my body kind of gets, as soon as it gets dark, my body starts like wearing down. It's just, I get really tired at and when it's dark and but that's with age because when I was younger I could stay up like all night no problem like I didn't need any stimulants I didn't need coffee energy drinks nothing um and yeah like I had no problem like just staying up doing all that's a bunch of different things I would go out like I'd be in college and I would like be in school full-time work full-time go out to parties <laughs> now I could never do that <laughs> I'm like that is I I need my sleep I think just because it's I'm older now. And, um, yeah, so I usually just like, I'm, my body just naturally starts kind of shutting down (laughs) once it gets dark, but sometimes it is hard to sleep when I have like a lot of racing thoughts. Sometimes I've like cried because I'm like, I just want to sleep and my brain won't let me sleep. Um, 
And sometimes when I have, when I know I need to sleep and I just can't, like, I might have like a little shot, <laughs> something like a maybe a little bit of wine or something. <laughs> Cause sometimes that's kind of the only thing that will help kind of like slow my mind down. Um, and sometimes like music, mm. definitely having the place, you know, my room like completely dark, um, that helps too. I know with me, I've been using CBD. Mm. And here's like, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Mm -hmm. Are you on any type of medicine for your ADHD? No, I'm not. I've been thinking about it. Um, I feel like maybe I, I, I think I just want to try to see if I feel any difference, if it helps, but because I've kind of mm. started um, working on these, like, I guess, strategies would be the way I don't know um these ways to like cope with it um I feel like I'm not like um I'm not really like in an urgent I don't feel like this urgency to like get the medication right away but I think I would like to try it um have you tried it yes um as per when I I was on an experimental drug for my for my autism for my ASD and through that, I met a therapist who I, we became really close with. And I, and as through the time I was on the trial, I kept telling him I would like to have you as my therapist because we get along so well. So we wound up, when I, the trial ended abruptly, but we wound up staying in touch. And then he, we got in touch one day and we had a, a session over the phone and he's like, I'd like to put you on Adderall. Hmm. And before Adderall, when I was younger, I was on Silert. And then I was taken off, and then I was put on Stratera. Silert made me, Silert was a stimulant. I was taken off because it had issues with liver. Oh. And my parents didn't want any long lasting effects. Stratera mm. was just, made me feel spaced out. Mm, okay. I couldn't focus. I just felt like, I couldn't zoom focus on anything and wasn't and it wasn't a stimulant. Oh. So I was off of ADHD medicine for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And then when I was with the therapist, he's like, we're gonna work on your concentration because your thoughts are everywhere, you can't focus straight on certain things. Mm -hmm. So he gave me this five milligrams, and five milligrams just made me feel almost spacey as well. So he I said he's like cut it in half and that seemed to work oh okay my focus is a little bit stronger i mean and then as i'm only taking it in the morning normally you'd take it twice a day mm. but for me that half is enough and it gets me at least to four three four o'clock in the afternoon and then i don't need it because then at night i have that that low effect from as it's wearing off. And when I go to bed, I take the CBD and that oh, kind of okay. kicks it in and enacts the feeling of fatigue. Oh, right. Okay. Otherwise my mind is constantly, like you said, racing and it drives mm -hmm. me nuts sometimes. Yeah. What's the name of that one again? That one that you're taking? Adderall, ADD. Oh, Adderall. Adder okay. Sorry. I thought it was a different one. Okay. No, Adderall. Yeah. You, I'm just... Yeah, it's the, not the XR, it's the general. Mm, okay. And I know there are, I mean, 
as when we were talking earlier about with age restriction and ADHD, insurance companies are going to say, you need, because you're older, you're going to have to talk to your doctor about the um, age restriction. You're going to need the prior, prior approval for the age restriction. And once mm. you get past that, you need to, they'll issue it and your doctor's going to need to be a third. I mean, for me, I'm on Medicare or Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So my doctor was a Medicaid doc, wasn't a Medicaid doctor. So it was a twofold. I had to go to my normal doctor and he's a Medicaid doctor as well as a regular doctor. So he was able to prescribe it, but it was the whole thing of going back and forth between the insurance company to find out what I needed and then talking with my doctor and relaying the message back. Oh, okay. That's something I didn't know. I didn't know there was like an age restriction or something. Okay. The age restriction prior 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 approval for age restriction is a big thing now and i think it's because it was abused by a lot of Mm. college students for studying and stuff and they needed to stop that okay and then there's also the fact where i think they still believe adults can't have adhd Mm. that is a child that is a child uh, disability It's annoying. Well, good to know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, anyways, um, what have you found that, that helps you with your ADHD when you're either doing your podcast or your or your acting or your directing? Because I know your mind is all over the place. So, how do you f- keep that focus? Um. Well. So one thing um, for people who just like a general tip for people who like, you know, like me, you'll have like these random thoughts that pop in your head that you want to do this or you want to look this up and stuff like that. And sometimes you want to do it right away. Like at least I do. Sometimes if I think of something, I want to look it up right away or before I forget, because I was like, I know I'm going to forget. So what I do is like when I have that thought of something maybe that I want to do or I want to look up, I have like a little uh, notepad and I'll write it down there and that way it won't like I can still keep doing what I'm doing, but I still have it like logged basically and like written somewhere like, okay, so that way when I finish this, I can look this thing up later and I won't forget it because that's why I have to do it right away because I'm like, I'm going to forget if I don't do it right now. So at least if I write it down, that helps. And just kind of, for me, writing things down like physically like helps like when with racing thoughts because it's not, you're kind of getting it out of your head and putting it onto like paper. So writing things yeah. down definitely helps. I have like, um, I definitely have to try to be organized with like scheduling things. Um, you know, so with my podcast, like I have like, I, I write down like, you know, a piece of paper and I have it on my wall. I have to have everything on my wall. I have to visually see it. Like if I, if I can't see it, I'm going to forget it. (laughs) So I put things up on my wall, like my calendar. And then I have like one um, column for this podcast. And I write down like, okay, this episode, I'm going to do the interview this day. And this one, I'm going to release it and blah, blah, blah. So I have that for each one. And I try to kind of, since things kind of take me longer because I get distracted and stuff. It takes me longer to do than maybe it should. I just kind of give myself more time. So that way I'm not as stressed. So I'm usually like 
before I would kind of pack way too much in a day. And then I would get frustrated and cry because I didn't get it done. I felt like a failure. So now I just try to give myself more time. So instead of maybe telling myself, oh, I'm going to edit like three episodes in one day, I'll just be like, I'm just going to do one. <laughs> I'm like, that. I can do that. And I don't feel like a failure if I didn't, don't finish all three. And then also because um, I do a lot of, you know, other things um, I kind of give myself, instead of saying, I'm going to work on this podcast editing for an hour, since I kind of can't do an hour, <laughs> I'll get distracted. I usually do for me, 15 minutes at a time is good for me. I, I take, you know, um, language courses too every day. So I'll do like 15 minutes of one language, then 15 minutes of another language. Then I'll do 15 minutes of like, maybe this other task I want to do, like maybe some editing or something, then 15 minutes of another task. And I'll give myself a little break, dance break. <laughs> I do a lot of breaks because I feel breaks are very helpful. So I'll maybe dance or do something fun, walk my dog. Mm -hmm. um, that way I don't, because I feel like, uh, you know, just doing something fun, kind of scheduling and fun in between like your like other tasks uh, kind of makes it easier for me to, because that way it's like, I don't get as bored because I, I know I'm like doing something fun too. Um and just like seeing things as like a reward, like uh, for example, like if I want to look up something <laughs> that I just, I need to look it up, I'll be like, okay, let me do 10 more minutes of this one thing or just w finish this one thing. And then my reward is going to be looking that thing up. Um, so that instead of like looking it up right away, I can still kind of get something done and then also look up whatever it is I'm doing. And then another really good, helpful tip um, that I just learned recently, um, I, it, I think it kind of goes with like giving myself more time is like, if you know you're going to procrastinate, like just schedule in your procrastination in a way. So um, for me, I always had trouble with like school, especially when they're like, you would give, they would give us like a month to work on a project and I would always be at the last minute doing it. Like, I'm like, I know I'm not going to do it the whole entire month. So instead of like feeling bad about it, like just be like, you know, if the a podcast episode, if I want it up at this certain day, I'll usually schedule working on it like the day or two before, or yeah, one or two days before, because when I try to do it like ahead of time, I just didn't end up doing it. Cause I would, do other end up doing other things so I just kind of work with that like um with my yeah procrastination just kind of scheduling things and just kind of realizing that's kind of how you like to work and try to work work um just work for to your strengths I don't know if procrastination is a strength but instead of because I would try other tips that I would see online and it just like wouldn't work for me you know like oh keep this like planner but if it was always closed I, I wouldn't see it. I have to have things like on the wall and really big for me, for it to work for me. So I have things open, which is kind mm -hmm. of frustrating to people are like, oh my gosh, you have so many things <laughs> like just there. But it's like, for me, that's, that's what works for me. If I have things closed, like a journal or something, it's mm -hmm. like, I'm never, I, I'm just going to forget about it. So you've tried like bullet journaling and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have work. way too many. That I, I would start and then, uh, yeah, I have a few pages written and then it's just empty <laughs> the rest of the thing. So. Um, you'd mentioned earlier that you deal with depression. How do you deal? What is your cure to help deal with it? 
that's kind I know, of that's a hard. very big one. Yeah, I, I mean, I would. I personally don't think there's a cure for it. Maybe some people, I because I still I've dealt with it for a long time. Um, I just know like there's things you can do to help because um, I feel like it's something that you, at least for me, that like I'm gonna deal with, you know, forever maybe. But some years, some days, some months are better than others. Um, for me, therapy is the biggest thing that's helped. Definitely, you know, finding a good therapist. Don't give up if I, I mean, I've had some bad ones too. The first few I had were horrible. <laughs> so you just, you know, just because you have a bad experience doesn't mean all therapists are going to be like that. I've had some really yeah. amazing ones. So just find the right one. Um, right now I'm with a really great one and I feel like it, I, I've, it has definitely helped me a lot. So I would say therapy has, you know, helped and also just kind of, but I think that comes along with therapy, you know, just like maybe loving yourself a little bit more and kind of taking care of yourself. Um, and, but I know like, cause I've been doing that too, but, um, I, I feel like I got that, you know, for just from therapy, like kind of telling me like, it's okay to, you know, do things for yourself once in a while. And, um, yeah, like out of like depression, I would probably just go to like therapy is probably the biggest thing for me that has helped. Yeah. I mean, therapy is definitely a huge helper for a lot of people. I mean, for me, um, seeing a life coach and that's helped. But anyways, uh, how does your, when you're either doing your podcast or you're directing or acting, how does your ADHD like show up? Does it like, do you all of a sudden get like fontes coming in, going into your head and you're, and you pull out your notebook and write down the notes? Um, well, a lot of times, like I'll come up with ideas like at the last minute. Um, so like I hate, okay. So one thing is like, I hate writing scripts. Like ever since I was a kid, like I would <laughs> have a lot of ideas. I'm like, I've always said I'm an ideas person. I come up with ideas, do, 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 do. but in terms of actually like sitting and writing it down, fleshing it all out, I'm just kind of like, can I have someone else do that? So like when I was a kid and I started making my own movies, like most of our, my movies were all like improvised. Like I, cause I couldn't write a sit and write a script. Like, so what I would do is I would just tell like, you know, all my friends or siblings who are involved, like, okay, you're going to be this character, this character. And this is like the general like scene and let's go. We just like improv <laughs> improvise. Cause I couldn't write a script. And when I was older too, I couldn't really write a script. The only time I really finished writing scripts was when I was in film school and like I had to <laughs> like but it was hard and I usually didn't like it I always thought like mm. oh it could be better like oh god like I hate writing dialogue and stuff like that so I always kind of like now like I I try to have someone help me like kind of you know kind of hold me accountable or work with me in terms of like being a co-writer co-director co-director definitely helps like um just someone who's kind of just better at that stuff, more organized. Um, but yeah, I definitely come up with a lot of ideas last minute. Um, and, you know, as much as I try to like plan things ahead of time, cause <clears throat> with, um, when, you know, when you're shooting th things, it definitely helps to plan stuff ahead of time, like your shots and everything. Um, and I'm usually like when we're 
I'm shooting and editing, I usually get no sleep because like I might, you know, come up with things at the last minute that I want to do or, you know, it's just, I, I just, now I just kind of prepare. I'm like, I know I'm not going to sleep during this shoot. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, just be prepared with coffee or whatever, like try to get as much sleep as I can beforehand. Just kind of know that that's going to, that's going to be a reality. And I just have like urges, like just kind of try to follow with like what I want to do. Like sometimes I, I really want to act. So I, I might try to find a project where I'm only acting. I don't have to direct, but other times I get the bug, like I want to direct. Um, so I'll try to work on that. But when I, sometimes you get, you know, you, you get those urges, but you're working on something else. Like, okay, I'm working on a podcast right now. And so my reward, it's like, okay, let me finish this season of this podcast. And then I can work on this project instead of just going immediately to like, let me work on this film project. Cause then I'm going to feel bad because I left the podcast hanging. <laughs> so I'm trying to work on that now where it's like, okay, I, I write down this idea that I want to do, but instead of doing it right away, let me finish this other thing. Um, it's, and then my reward is going to be working on this new project. So that's kind of what I try to do is just reward myself by when I complete a task, which takes me long, <laughs> longer than I want. But I, I still feel better that like, OK, at least I finished that. Now I can work on this. Now, how do you deal with your ADHD when you're acting? I mean, how do you hold lines in your head when you have all these other random thoughts coming in? Um, so I usually, you know, I kind of over prepare uh, just because I'm really I don't know. I just like forget things sometimes. <laughs> so I try to like really, you know, re- rehearse the lines a lot and stuff, but, um, you know, to the point where like, I feel, you know, like it's, it's in my head. Um, and I like, if I'm going to do a scene or anything, like I kind of can't really talk to anyone before because I, I like, they're going to distract me. <laughs> like, um, and I feel like if I talk to other people, you know, I'm going to, forget the lines so I just try to kind of go over it a lot I'm by myself quite a bit um before the scene but then as soon as like you know we get the scene it's done then I'm like okay I can talk now because I do stand-up comedy too Mm. (laughs) that's another thing I do um so with stand-up comedy as well like I don't want to forget because I've had experiences where like I might I'm like oh I'm ready I can do this presentation or whatever and then I get up on stage and I'm like oh my mind is blank I forgot everything so I'm scared of that happening with like stand-up comedy so I'll over prepare my jokes like just like rehearse 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 for like days before until it's like so ingrained in me that like okay I got it but even though I do that I still I'm scared I'm gonna forget so before the show there might be other comedians there and they want to talk and chat and I'm just like I can't I need to be by myself and just like just go over it over and over again um because I don't want to forget and then yeah because I'm scared like as soon as like I get distracted by maybe a conversation or something before the show I'm going to go up on stage and forget everything so I usually yeah kind of have to like be my be by myself and just try to like yeah focus as much as I can and I know since I get like distracted like you know I I have to over prepare like days ahead because that way it gives me time so like I might be I'll prepare days of ahead but it's not like I'm working on it all day I might do like 20 minutes one day 20 minutes another day 20 minutes like short bursts but it has to I can't do it all in one day it has to be like little yes it's spaced out that's interesting (laughs) yeah um 
what kind of tips would you give to those who are dealing with ADHD in their adult life who are just realizing they have it and trying to work with it in their work life, in their personal life? Mm, Okay. So, well, I, I think if you feel like you might have it, definitely, I think you should go get an official diagnosis that because I think that's going to help just a lot. Um, like I said, it, it helped me just kind of understand why I do certain things. Um, and then I think if you need, feel like you need therapy, you know, do that as well. If you feel like you need medication, you know, do that. And I mean, some of the other tips that I, I said about like, you know, when you have certain thoughts and you want to do it right away or something like that, or you feel like you're going to forget it, write it down. Um, that definitely helps me too. And then in terms of work, um, maybe see if you can find, I know you, you know, it might not be easy for everyone to do it right away, but you know, maybe a job that kind of is more tailored toward like, um, AD that more towards ADHD people. Like I cannot work in an office environment. I've done it and it was horrible. I cried all the time. I cannot work in an office. Um, but I do like, you know, um, the job, I noticed that the jobs that I was at the longest, which, you know, I've had so many jobs. I think I've had almost 30 jobs. That's, <laughs> that's another thing of the ADHD. It's like, I move, I have a lot of jobs, but like, I noticed the ones where I, I, I actually stayed, um, were jobs where I could move. I wasn't stuck in one position all day. It's like I could move around and be physical and stuff like that. So like, you know, working on a, a movie set for me, it's like, it, it's good because you can move. And it's also um, stimulating because it's always different every day. You're working maybe with different actors, different location. It's interesting. It holds my interest. Whereas like working in the same office, same cubicle, like it was soul crushing for me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> like it was so boring, but for me, you know, yeah. Entertainment is, you know, it holds my attention. Um, so I feel like it is tailored towards, you know, it's good for people with ADHD, I think. And also because you can, you know, there's a lot of us who will, who do multiple things, act, direct or sing and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think also maybe having somebody who can kind of, if there's maybe your significant other or friend that can kind of help you with some of your weaknesses, like for me, like, um, you know, I sometimes had trouble finishing maybe like a script or something I'm writing or an idea kind of fleshing it out. I would get someone who's really good at that stuff and enjoys kind of being organized. I'd be like, okay, kind of hold me accountable, (laughs) you know, um, and that helped me too. So if there's somebody who's willing to do that for you, you know, try to get them to help you with any weaknesses that you have. So I'm not a professional. I'm just me. So that's the best I can do. (laughs) Yeah. Now, here's a question that I know a lot of that kind of goes hand in hand with autism and ADHD is, have you found something that you are passionate about that has become like a hyper focus to you? Like something that you is focusing on intently and it's something that you block everything else, else out while you're doing it? Um, for me, I think piano is one of those things. I love playing the piano. And I noticed that when I play the piano, um, I don't really 
yeah, I've like really focused on that. And I like, I rarely get distracted. The only time I get distracted is like, if somebody comes in the room, it's really hard for me to play in front of people. So I have to be by myself. And then if somebody comes in the room, like, yeah, I'm just like, uh, my fr- I just like freeze. I'm like, get away from here. Like I can't play. <laughs> but um, I do notice that like, it's just like my mind is more calm. I'm not really thinking of anything else. I'm just like in the moment with the piano. Um, so for me, I, I guess like the piano is definitely one of them. And I, and tennis too. I like mm. tennis. And I think one of the reasons is because like I'm constantly moving, you know, you have to pay attention to the ball. So it's like, you can't really be distracted and think about other things because you're not going to be able to hit the ball. You have to just focus on the ball. And because it's like moving, it's kind of like stimulating. Mm-hmm. And I like, I can only play singles tennis because I get like, when I'm playing doubles, I'm always like, I want to get the ball, like get out of my way. <laughs> so um, I feel like yeah, tennis and piano are, are two of the ones that were, yeah, they definitely hold my attention and I can focus on them. Now, do you feel that your creativity from your ADHD comes out in your acting, your podcast, your directing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And people always tell me, like, how did you think of this? Like, you're so creative. <laughs> I'm just like my brain. <laughs> I just thought of it right now. So that's I think that's definitely a uh, uh, an asset. Um, the good thing about having ADHD, I feel like I am very creative. Um, so I think that's one of the things that scares me about medication. I'm scared that I'm not going to be as creative. If I, I don't know if that's an actual side effect, but I'm scared like mm-hmm. it's going to hinder my cre- creativity. I don't know. Um, but well, that's something I you can like... talk about your therapist about. But I, oh. from my experiences, I it hasn't hindered my creativity. Oh, okay, good to know. I mean, I'm still very creative. I mean, like. I I mean, where you have your podcast, you're directing, you're acting. I have Mm -hmm. my blog, my YouTube, my podcast. Okay, good to know. I'm doing like three or four different things all that are tied into one, but they're all different things. So I'm still creative. Oh, awesome. That's good. But anyways, it was great talking with you and getting to see what what it's like being someone who has ADHD. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Sorry and if I talk a, too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's perfectly okay. okay. Let's stay in touch with each other and maybe yeah. we can help each other out in the long run. Of course. Yes. Thank you. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm.
Willie. 